Good morning and welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. So Christmas is here just two days away now. How much do you think you know about Christmas? Not a whole lot. I thought I knew a lot, but I think we're in for a bit of a surprise today. We definitely are. Today's guest is an expert in Christmas, and we'll hear more from him coming up today on Connections. Today's guest is an expert in Christmas. His name is Dr. Jerry Voller, but he's better known as Mr. Christmas. So that's the big first question. Christmas is right here. We're told you're like the expert on all things Christmas. How did you get so interested on Christmas that you've made a career out of it? Oh, it was quite accidental. Um, My uh, specialty uh, had been uh, 16th century political thought. And then in the 90s, I was asked to bring a little um, historical quiz to a Christmas party. So I I brought a Christmas quiz. (laughs) Uh, everybody waved and said there has to be a book in it. And uh, sure enough, after 10 years of research, uh, there was the World Encyclopedia of Christmas. Wow. Uh, so the last 30 years, I, I guess I've lived with Christmas every day. So now here, uh, people think we know everything there is to know about Christmas, right? Especially if we grew up in the church. We know the Christmas story. Do you think the the general public actually knows the Christmas story as as yeah, do we know it or not? <laughs> um, no, and I, and I think a lot of Christians don't know it uh, either. Uh, we know the version that we get on um, uh, Sunday school pageants, um, but uh, there's there's so much more. Uh, Two thousand years of history to it. Uh, wonderful, uh, profound theology. Uh, fabulous music, um, foods, customs, debates. Uh, the Christians have been arguing about Christmas for almost 2,000 years. And that, was, that was the subject of, of my latest book called Christmas in the Crosshairs, 2,000 years of uh, defending and um, something else. In- <laughs> 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 yeah. 2,000 years of denouncing and defending uh, the world's most celebrated holiday. So then tell us uh, about the origins of Christmas and, and what most people would be surprised to hear. Well, um, I'm first surprised I think they would get is, is how long it took Christians to get around to celebrating Christmas. Um, the first few generations of Christians um, were much more concerned about Christ's imminent return than they were in his earthly origins. Uh, that's why only two out of the four Gospels um, have anything to do with the Nativity. Hmm. Um, it's only when Christianity starts getting attacked by Gnostics, by uh, people who uh, believe that uh, the appearance of Jesus had only been spiritual, that he had no body, um, that were you know, disgusted by the notion of a god taking on human form, because that's just not the way it works, um, that Christians began emphasizing the Incarnation and saying, no, it's, it's important that he wore diapers. Uh, that's why we're going to talk now about swaddling clothes and, and shepherds and the, um, uh, the whole um, agenda uh, um, surrounding his arrival. So it, it, um, it takes Christians a while to get used to the notion of, of even talking about um, the nativity. And then uh, you've got theologians saying, well, we'll talk about it, but we, we don't want to celebrate it because uh, birthdays, we don't do birthdays. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the emperor does birthdays. But um, by the, the late 100s, 200s, people are, are saying, no, it's, 
birthday. This is a great thing. Now let's argue about when we should celebrate it. <laughs> now, so here's one of the stories I've heard, and I think I actually preached this in a sermon years ago, and I found out recently I may very well have been wrong. Oops. But so... One of the common, I think, stories is that, well, Christians decided to co-opt the Roman holiday Saturnalius. Is that correct or no? No, that's incorrect. Oops. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I taught for a while. Yeah. Uh, before I looked into it. Um, it seems so reasonable. I mean, here are, we're told, all of these Roman holidays. You've got Saturnalia, you've got Bromelia, you've got the Feast of the Unconquered Sun, You've got uh, supposedly Mithra's birthday, and then you've got the calendars of January, um, the, the big New Year celebration. Uh, and, you know, it, it would have made uh, great sense for Christians either, and there's two theories, uh, either to want to slip in unnoticed or to, um, to co-opt it. Um, but what convinced me uh, that that was wrong um, were two things. One was the notion... Of, of Christians of the first few centuries utterly rejecting any kind of connection with, with pagan ceremonial. I mean, these were people who were willing to die rather than sacrifice to the gods. So uh, there's no way that these people in, in at that time would have said, yeah, let's um, have a, a ceremonial that's entirely like what our neighbors have. Um, the, the second thing was... Um, uh, I, I, I was introduced to, to the notion of the computational theory, um, which says that um, December 25th was the date that was chosen um, because of uh, some symbolic um, uh, numerical decisions that are, are quite foreign to uh, a modern mind, but which made great sense, uh, you know, 1,700 years ago. Essentially what it says is that all great men... Uh, live or are born and die on the same date. So uh, somebody like uh, Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar or Jesus would have been would have his birthday and his death day on the same date. Doctor Bowler, we celebrate the birth of Jesus on December twenty fifth. Big question: Was Jesus actually born on December twenty fifth? Yeah. Well, what what the ancient uh, Christian said was, it's his um, conception in the early spring. So if he is um, crucified on, let's say, March 25th, then he is conceived. Um, the Virgin Mary um, talked to the angel um, on March 25th. Then nine months later is a presto, uh, December 25th. It also fits in um, with... Uh, computations that people have made, and I, I'm, I'm not big on this myself, but there are people who seem to be quite um, certain that they know when John the Baptist's father's tribe had its um, monthly rota of service in the temple. Ah. Um, and so, uh, according to those people, that, that fits in with a December 25th date, because we know that when um, Elizabeth uh, met the Virgin Mary. Um, the Virgin Mary was, you know, X number uh, of months pregnant, and uh, that fits in with a midsummer birth for John the Baptist. That's why um, his birthday was always associated with the summer solstice, and it fits in with, with John the Baptist saying, 
he must increase and I must decrease. So that refers, the ancients said, to the summer solstice and the winter solstice. Dr. Bola, Christmas is being celebrated all over the world and in some places even where there are no Christians. Why is this happening? Well, uh, Christmas has supplies because it, it has so many uh, different meanings. Uh, for Christians, uh, the centrality is the celebration of the Nativity. And, and you have the season of the Advent, <clears throat> and then you have the um, um, the 12 days of Christmas leading up to Epiphany, uh, the arrival of the Magi. Um, and out of Christianity comes uh, the notion of uh, a special supernatural uh, feeling uh, in the month of December uh, of um, love, of um, the importance of uh, family. Uh, you know, here we have this um, couple um, imperiled by, you know, the demands of, of the state and, and forced to travel at an uncongenial uh, time of year. Dr. Bowler, you've been explaining about how Christmas has come to be celebrated by so many more people than just Christians. Yeah, so uh, out of that, um, <clears throat> and of the Magi, come the notion of gift-giving. And by the 1200s, we have St. Nicholas as a magical uh, midnight uh, Christmas season gift bringer. So these things um, that begin in Christianity um, combine with a midwinter setting. In every culture that's um, in a, a, a temperate climate, every culture that has seasons always has a midwinter festival. And three things are always stressed. Um, one is the triumph of light over darkness. Because I, I look outside and, uh, you know, we're just barely, uh, getting, uh, light at, at this time of day. So you want to emphasize, um, your hope that light will return. And so fires and candles and, and warmth are, are big items. Then we have um, the notion of, of the barrenness of the earth, and we want to return to greenery. So we fill our houses and churches with holly and ivy and pine boughs and mistletoe. Um, uh, um, and the third is um, festivity of, of plenty. In the, the ancient medieval world, and until quite recently, um, this was the time of the year when you had most food. Um, the harvest had been in. <clears throat> um, the grain is converted into, into breads and, and cakes and uh, made into uh, beer. The grapes are made into wine. The, um, the animals have been slaughtered. There's, there's lots of meat, and it doesn't keep. So midwinter is the time of, of feasting. You, you have to eat it now, um, otherwise it will go bad. That's so, interesting. I would always think summertime, right? But that makes sense. Yeah, summer you're you're uh, you're picking on the berries, uh, waiting for the cattle and, and the pigs and the fish to get fat. We talked a little bit about the seasons. There's Advent and then Christmas, and Christmas itself is twelve days. How did we get twelve days of Christmas? Do you know? Yes, I do know. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, the church decided. Um, that the, the 12 days that separate uh, December 25th from January 6th 
um, would be <coughs> a, a special season of celebration. Advent um, started off as kind of a Lent mm-hmm. of, of um, denial and preparation. And the 12 days of Christmas are a, a, a dead period in the agricultural year. Um, <coughs> sort of, the peasants weren't doing anything anyway. Um, so now was the time um, to have these parties and to celebrate before you had to get back to work after um, Epiphany. I like that. And it's kind of still how it is, even though a lot of people don't mark the 12 days, but at least the uh, the week between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, a lot of people aren't getting much work done, are they? No. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's only in the, uh, the 19th century that Christmas starts becoming about uh, consumption of manufactured goods. Um, before that time, it's consumption of, of food and um, beverages. Well, Christmas is actually 12 days long, and this episode of Connections is two days long. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Jerry Buller, an expert in Christmas, tomorrow.